Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. And I am Anthony. Anthony, the Chris Adams of podcasting, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up, dude? Where, where, where have you been, man? What have you been up to? I, I went to the city to um, take some pictures and foot video. Oh, my God. Oh, my video God. My fr- I'm moving this mic around. Videos of my, fr- uh, my friend that's from California. Oh, very nice. How'd at, that go? At Arlene's Grocery, a place oh, that I I've remember that old, place. Yeah, I've surprisingly never been to a show to. Really? I've always like it's always like the secret spot for yeah, shows. Yeah, and I've never yeah. got into any of them. That's pretty funny. And I've never been there. But see, it is cool. Anything else? See any movies? Acquire uh, any movies? Did I see what did I watch this week besides this? Do-do-do. Oh, I saw Shazam. Oh really? Yeah, you, it's think? good. I think there's a science too. I think DC's going. Oh, if we just do standalones, we're fine. Hey, you liked it though? It was, it was good? not bad. It was it was it was fun. It's more. It's definitely more for kids. But uh, I really liked it a lot. Was Black Adam in it? No, he wasn't in it. I think there's like a. a, a um, he was not in it. I know that's isn't that The Rock? Isn't The Rock Black Adam? Is he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, The Rock's Black Adam. Wow, that's cool. And um, <laughs> but no, it was Chuck. From the show, like, you know, the guy, remember that old show, Chuck? No. Like, from, like, 2006. Dude, I suck with it. With TV. It was, like, a show that was popular, and he was, like, a scrawny guy, and that, that's the guy that plays Shazam. It's like, he was Chuck. Oh, that's pretty yeah, weird. Got all jacked. Oh, was he a, was he actually jacked? He was, was pretty jacked, but I, 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 um, my hippo eyes are very, so, he, but, um, yeah, he's all, he's all jacked for the movie, and then, um, a couple cool cameos. The movie's good. Not, not bad. I was, so, when it with low expectations and pretty yeah. surprised, it was pretty good. Anthony, you look very blue right now because of this. Oh, light. I need that light to go up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anthony needs a light in his face so he doesn't fall asleep right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. Well, you, well, you had to get up early today. We watched the UFC fight last night. Yes, yeah. I got, well, I got to get up early. In, I have to be up and um, after this, I'll be taking a short nap and then getting up. Oh I'll my be up god! At 5 Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! What a life! Mm-hmm. What a life! But at least you got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. Yes. Your favorite know. Nightmare on Elm Street? I would, I would say, I, growing up, I think the cool answer was three. And now that I'm an adult, I could easily say four is my favorite. You know what's funny? I have like a... I, I did not watch this one a lot as a kid. I watched... Yeah, two. Part, I watched part one and two a lot as a kid. And part three, yeah. like, when I got a little bit older. But um, for some reason, I have, like, a distinct memory of this, like, coming home... From a birthday party at the karate place up the block where like, uh, what's that? Tacos Perfectos is or whatever. Yeah, over like, in that. It, yeah, it was, it was not in that. It was like. No, no, it was in there. There was I, one right I, there I next to the in, pizza place. I thought it was in the, um, what should we call it? The next thing. No, 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 no. It was like right there. And I, yeah. I came home and this was on TV because. That like shot where they're walking by the locker and you yeah. see the slash mark like across the locker and it's glowing. I have like a distinct mm. memory of seeing that when I got yeah. home. It's also this movie is super, even though it's uh, 
It's weird. It's great, but it definitely the recasting kind of makes it hard. Do you think if Patricia Arquette came back to this movie, it would have been better, or no. do you think it would have? It just would have made it more familiar, like not familiar. It just it's just like one thing that's like if there's an element of the movie, and not saying she did a bad job, it's just like you watch it and you go, oh, that's supposed to be Patricia Arquette, but it's not. Well, do you think it would have been better if? Do you think Tuesday night could have been in the third one, or do you think Patricia Arquette was the uh, superior actress? I. Th- Exiting out of the movie, she definitely has the biggest career now. She's Academy Award winning actress, but um, I don't think it adds or take away. It's just one of those things where it's like environment feel field, and like it is one of those things where it's like not saying she did a bad job. It's like you watch this movie, and it always takes you out for like a split second. You're like, oh, that was it, it, it's not her. It, it breaks it's, reality. Yeah, but no, it's not taking anything away from her. You know, she's not even in the movie for that fucking long. No, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't kill it. It's definitely. She definitely seems like she strays away from any involvement with the series at all. Even though, like, her role in the third one was like has a big cult following and everything. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, it's really funny how some of these act like actors and actresses do that, where they, no, 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 I don't want. You know, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. It's like you would have been fucking nowhere without this shit. Like, come I on. think she talks about it, but I think she refuses to do anything involving. Like doing like you know, I think she did. Didn't she do one? I keep on. I feel like I have an in, in my head. She did. I thought she went to like a convention. I think she did before. something. Yeah, but um, no. She she's now the king of like cable and streaming queen of like cable and streaming things. She's did two back to back acclaimed shows that like were huge. Really, Escape from Del Mar, which was, she was great in. Which I think I talked about it before, where it's the show where those guys that broke out in prison upstairs. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, upstate. Upstairs, upstate, and she just did a show. I think it's the called the Act on Hulu, where it was. Um, I really Liz watched it. I forgot, but she's she's killing it. But she won an Academy Award for that movie. Um, um, a, um, not a is it a, a not a boy's life? Um, Boyhood, which is that movie they filmed over twelve years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she won an Academy Award for that. Well. She wasn't in this one. <laughs> she was not in this one. No. But we got Kincaid and Joey back. Yeah, I like Joey. I like that he talks in this one. Yeah, I like his death also. Yeah. Actually, I like his aftermath yeah. the best. See, like you look at the scene; she's doing a good job. It just takes you out every time she comes in. See, no, it's funny though. Like she looks believable in this world. Yes. Like that num at that part four exists. She fits with all these yeah. people. She looks convincing that she would be like at your high school yeah. or whatever. The one thing I do notice about this movie, too, it's like a lot of stuff in the older films. I will say this is the I could argue besides the ones that came out in like the 2000s and like late, like like the ones like now we know as like remakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is by far like the cleanest. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like this, like this is like look, this let, is the scene I was talking about. Yeah. It's just stuff that's like not really rushed, like the lighting. There's like the cinematography is pretty good. And it's it's very it's like I feel like this is the first like cinema cinema nightmare on the street. Yeah. Not just a slasher movie. It's done like like little like these dream sequences, very dreamy, very flowy stuff. Like it's always smoky. Uh It's always like a little glowy. Well, what's funny, like and you may you may agree after I say this. So this uh. 
This came out on August a uh, August nineteenth, nineteen eighty eight, and yes. it was filmed in April of nineteen eighty eight and wrapped in May of nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. Um. Now, this is like the late eighties. I was born in eighty seven. Yeah, I was born. I'm, I was born in eighty eight. Yep. So, um, like everything that I see in this movie reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. Because the way that, like, the houses are decorated on the inside, the kitchens, the living rooms, like, all that shit, like, that's what it looked like. And, like, every house, yeah. like, growing up, you, you know, somebody's house looked like that. It's, like, really funny. It's really, like, nostalgic looking yeah. for me. I have a weird tie to this movie, too, because it's the first Nightmare on Elm Street that was out, like, 88 is when I was born. It came out and another weird tie since it's four. I was also born before WrestleMania 4 as well. So if you think about it too, not only did I, just a little side note, not only did I get my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street when I was born, but also know who was WWE Champion when I was born? Who? It wasn't Hulk Hogan. It was the Macho Man. Oh. So I was, I'm just saying, 88's a good year, man. 88's a great year. 88 was a good year. There's a lot year. of good movies There's in it. a lot of great year. A lot of good movies. Oh, yeah. But uh, this movie was made uh, with $13 million. Yeah. That's why it looks so good. Yeah, yeah, but I think the, the, this director is still very successful. Oh well, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so this movie made forty nine point four million. So it was Great turnaround. Yeah, made money. Uh, it was directed by Rennie Harlan, mm -hmm. who um, you would know as a director, probably from. Come on, say some shit for me. Man. I, I, that's why I wish I rewatched that documentary. Die Hard Two. Die, yeah, he did all these. He did action movies. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger is, is, is deep blue sea. Yeah, he, dude, he made it, man. Yeah. He's yeah. rich from this shit. Well, yeah. If I remember what I was saying before we before we turn on the mics, is that there was a documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street. Everyone knows it. In it, he talked about how he was a very hungry director and like he fought to get uh, anything, yeah. anything. And like, yeah. they gave him fine. We'll give you a Nightmare on Elm Street. Basically, yeah. I could be saying it wrong. Don't quote me. Watch a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he was a hungry director, young, hungry director. But this was produced by Bob Shea. I think he produced all of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, John Carl Beekler, RIP, special effects. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, you know, another connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this was starring Robert England as Freddy. Mm -hmm. He would do it up until the remake. Yeah. And right, he did all the sequels. He did everything. He did all like the little one. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I'm very um. What's that? What's that actor's name? He's so good. He was Rorschach. He was the Freddy. Uh, uh Jackie Earl Haley. I feel bad. I feel like he got kind of like a a bad. Uh, he was good in the Watchmen. He was he was not a bad Freddy either. He was more of a crime crime of a that movie was a bad paper like a paper I wrote in college. It was just didn't didn't make sense and try to wrap up at the end. To match its teeth statement at the beginning, it yeah. was bad. Yeah, they just not, yeah. I don't blame him. So uh, Tuesday night, playing Kristen. Mm -hmm. So she took over for Patricia Arquette, who they say was either money or a baby. Why she didn't come back. I think it was more so the money. Yeah, me, who knows? Um, let's see. Lisa Wilcox played Alice. Uh, what the hell is this guy's name? Andres James played Rick. Mm hmm and uh, Linnea Quigley actually has a cameo as a soul in the chest, and I believe it's the the naked one, the boobs one. The boobs. <laughs> there's a lot of boobs. Like, wasn't I ever like? There's like not really a nightmare in Elm Street. Like, no, not. I mean, like, 
the vision, like the whole like oh, like they showed it like twice. Yeah, I think like yeah, more so than the other. Yeah, yeah, more so than all the other things that were going on. They kept showing that. But uh, this was the highest grossing Nightmare on Elm Street film, and it was actually the highest grossing horror film in 1988. I think it's the best. I think it's better than Halloween Four. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm saying it's the best Nightmare. Well, was it better than Halloween Four? Halloween Four. No, this wasn't Halloween better 4 than was Hall- rough. This wasn't better than Halloween Four. Oh no, I'm not saying it's better. Just how? Ho- I mean, uh, are we talking about movies just side to side or about- just oh. in general? Nah. Um, Tuesday night, who played Kristen also performed the intro song of this movie. Maybe it was kind of a way to go <laughs> get her. Did. Maybe I could play that somehow in here <laughs> if I could find it on YouTube. <laughs> um. Bob, oh, like, this is when the dog pisses on his grave, awakes him and says, "See ya." Um, Bob Shay has a uh, appearance. He's the teacher that's talking about the dreams, and then they also call for Doctor Shay, I believe, at the end. Mm-hmm. So this guy's like got his fucking fingers all over the shit. <laughs> um, apparently, six hundred people aud- uh, auditioned to play Alice. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's a fucking shit ton of people. Like, how many people well, auditioned for, like, a normal movie? one of movie? the biggest series at the time. Yeah, know, but, like, did they say it was a Nightmare on Elm Street? Or they did, were they, did. like, were they like Friday the 13th where there was always, like, a yeah. like a secret name? I, if it was 600 people, I don't think so. I think they might have said it was for Nightmare on Elm Street. Were you aware that there was a Fat Boys song for this movie? Are you ready for Freddy? <laughs> and there was a music video? Are you aware of that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You don't know that? I never saw <laughs> Whoa. I think on like the DVDs and the Blu-rays, they always include it. I don't think it was on here. Uh, you can look for it on YouTube. I'll play it on here, though, for you to listen to at least a little bit of it. But uh, yeah, this one is this one has like a slightly different feel from part four. Um, from part three? Uh, part three. Sorry. <laughs> we watched part four. Yeah. Um, Freddie has a lot of like fucking jokes in this. He's like super funny in this one, right? This is I see. I feel like he. That part three was the transition to like saying like funny shit, but he was still kind of mean. Yeah. And in this one, he went to like completely goofy. Yeah. This 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 is like kind but, of like, but yeah. it's still like entertaining. Yeah. I think this is like if you want somebody to kind of get like, I feel like when a character is built and you kind of you see the origin story and then like they become like Halloween characters and everything, like this is like classic freddy this is like this is what, the freddy that you yeah, think of and when you yeah. see like parodied on things yeah. it's this freddy yeah if you want to experience the series i would say start with nightmare on elm street original but if, if you want to see kind of just like you're not investing you just kind of want to watch freddy krueger being freddy krueger that you know watch four yeah you know what i mean and i yeah i always felt like part one freddy was like a good like scary figure He's a little sadistic. He's, yeah. he's joking. Him like that. I always think about the scene where it's like the idea of the height height of comedy yeah. is him holding his hands out and cutting yeah. his fingers part, off. Part one. This always fucked with me too. The fucking planet, the junkyard yeah. planet. Uh, part one was like the perfect Freddy for me. Yeah, I feel like that was like the best. He was also a little. Remember, he's also kind of tiny too. Yeah, he was crazy in that yeah. one. Uh, part two, he's like super mean. Right, it's very mean spirited yeah, yeah. part two, and I enjoy that. I like part two a lot. 
Part three, he's still mean, but now he's starting to say a lot more jokes. He's yeah. fucking saying things. Part four, completely, like, a complete comedic character. Yeah. Part five, oh, too much. You know, well, five, five, is, and five was after, a, too a year much. later. They, that, I remember yeah. five came out in 89. Yeah, too, it's too much. Yeah. And it, like, got to the point where it was, like, kind of fucking goofy. This was the last. This was like the last good one. You said, "Would you say this is like the last true Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street?" Yeah, for movie? sure. It's the best. It's the best one. I I really. Do. They figured it all out by yeah. this. And it you know, goes this one then one. No, it's funny. Opinion. This was this was filmed in like early '88, but it looks like it came out in the early '90s, right? It has like a very good look to it. You're right, like a very polished look. It's it's very it's very dreamy how it's filmed, and it's a very it's. It's such a big jump from the last one. It's a very uh, Friday the 13th Part 6. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I don't know. Very clean looking. Um, yeah, no, this one, I just think it has to do with a lot of just the basic storytelling and how it's filmed. You think it's, well, I wonder who the cinematographer was on this. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also one of those people that. Thinks that you could you could swap two and three back to back and you couldn't notice the difference, meaning that two two could like three could be two and two could be three. Just oh yeah, well there's no real like uh, <laughs> there's no real continuity, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like three is more of like two is fun to watch because it's a very fun movie and it's very goofy at some points and it gets really dark, but I feel like three is the true sequel. I agree. I agree. Dude, I'm looking at this guy that did uh, the cinematographer for this one and uh he did a Tales from the Dark Side uh um episode. But other than that, he really hasn't done anything else that that you would really know. Yeah. Voodoo Dude, this Dawn. This seems so, <laughs> so great. Which oh my god, yeah, I can't wait to get to this. Yeah, so Anthony, do you want to uh start talking about this movie? Yes. Can, well, at least go through it. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Do you know what terror is? Hello. Do you live here? Nobody lives here. Real terror. How long has it been since you've been on Elm Street? Welcome to a brand new nightmare. He is the first in fear. Second to none. Don't let them put you to sleep. He has no mercy and no evil. Now no one sleeps. Get ready. This August, your wildest dreams will come true. How sweet, fresh meat. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. The Dream Master. So this one starts immediately with title credits and all that shit. Do you like when movies do that? Yeah. Like a cold open. Well, that's not like a cold opening, but like it goes right to the credits. I think considering that a lot of these movies, like the past two intros kind of dragged. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Two is the bus, which is a cool scene. The bus going down the block. Yeah. 
And then um and then the other one was like the house being built, right? The little, little Yeah, like yeah. that. Well, this has a very similar feel to that with yeah. the little girl on the chalk. Yeah, the with the chalk like drawing the house. But we have uh Tuesday night's song like playing in the background oh, with terrible. this. What a terrible Dude, I kind of like name. this. I like this music. No, no, I mean I the like stage the, name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like her. I just don't like the stage name. I just like all the uh, I like all the music in this. All yeah. the all the songs that what they use. And, name and even the score is really what, like good in this yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, she, no, I don't hate on the song. It's like the person that came up with the name Tuesday Night. <laughs> you know what? I like that uh, in like the title card for Nightmare on Elm Street, the four is like a slash, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> I always like idea. when they do that shit. So, uh, yeah, we see this little girl drawing the uh, Elm Street house. What is it? 2448 Elm Street? Is that what it is? Is it? I think it's something like that. <laughs> I, I think so. But uh, we go immediately into a dream sequence with uh, Kristen. Right, this is who they did is, a very good job about making sure audience know it's her. Yeah, because doesn't she like mention it to herself mm-hmm. and say, "Kristen, what are you doing?" They, they yeah, they have to because they have to explain that like Patricia Arquette is not here. <laughs> <laughs> so she asks this little girl that's drawing the ch- like the chalk house, uh, "Do you live here?" She says, "Nobody lives here." She says, "Where's Freddie?" He's what's he say? Oh, he's not home. And she like laughs and runs away. Right. And it like turns into this huge thunderstorm and just starts pouring. And of course, she has to uh, go into the house. But it has like this really awesome backlighting. Yeah. Right. Where that white light is like showing through all the cracks in the house and everything. And um, this is it's so weird. Like this is. Patricia Arquette's character. Yeah. And it's like the same thing from the third movie. Yeah, she didn't do bad. It's just, it's just that it's, you, it it's takes hard, a little, it takes, takes you out a bit. It takes a little getting used to, but, uh, she enters the house and the door shuts and locks behind her. Of course, because it's a nightmare on Elm street film and she's walking through the house and this window like explodes like a Lucio Fulci film yeah. and like throws her down into the basement, like the boiler room of the house. And in part four, it's like super um, exaggerated, right? Yeah. Like it's huge. In Everything's this one. dreamier. Even the dreams are more dreamier. Yeah. Like they definitely tried to make it look bigger, right? Yeah. Like the scope of this is way bigger. But really all they did is probably go to like the high, the local high school. They're like, hey, can we like film in your basement? Is yeah. that cool? But, uh, <laughs> so, but also like this basement boiler room area looks more like something from Hellraiser. Like with all the chains and there's like yeah. hooks on all of them. But she screams for like Joey and uh, and Kincaid. So they say that they're back immediately. So that must have been pretty exciting. If you were seeing yeah. this in 1988, it's like, oh, shit. Um, they both end up in the dream with her. And she thinks Freddy's back. She said she heard him. And they tell her, like, no, he's dead. We killed him. Like, mm-hmm. fucking, like, leave yeah. it alone. Or maybe, he will, so or maybe he will come back. Yeah, he's like, leave us alone. <laughs> Can we just get out of here? <laughs> but uh, they tell her, like, feel the pipes. Like, it's cold. The boiler is cold. Like, there's... So I guess that's how you gauge if Freddy Krueger's there. He's dead. <laughs> and uh, she looks in the furnace, and Kincaid's dog comes fucking jumping out and bites her arm and it's like a pretty deep bite yeah and she wakes up and uh her arm's bleeding and the dog has like blood all over its face yeah. think about how cool that scene is like if you're like not seeing it and it's been like in a writing room and they're writing it 
And it's like, that's so cool. It's like, yeah, Freddy's gone, but they're still going to this dream world where they have this control where it's continuing the origin story of the dream warriors. Yeah, like they can always really they cool. can always like connect in their dreams. I wouldn't be surprised if someone went like, yo, like let's do a spin-off of just the dream warriors. Like I bet that was pitched at some point. Oh, of course. Yeah. So Kristen goes to meet her boyfriend Rick and his sister Alice. So they're all friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the karate family. Oh yeah. And uh they meet at their house for, to leave for school. And uh, they get to school and they meet up with Debbie, who's like the metal, like tough girl, Mm -hmm. like a rocker or whatever. And Sheila is the uh, like the brain, like the nerd. Mm -hmm. And I like that, like interaction where it's like, oh, you're sucking on the wrong hose. Hey, baby, you're sucking on the wrong nozzle. Hey, yo, needle dick. I bet you're the only male in the school suffering from penis envy. That kills brutal later on. <laughs> oh, hers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel terrible for her. But uh, Debbie has like a roach in. What the fuck is she eating? Like pork rinds or something like that? I think so. Yeah, I she's eating some fucking needed. greasy chip type thing. It was like fucking disgusting to begin oh, with. But she like throws it on the ground and, and stomps on it. So this is a little bit of a foreshadow. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow, foreshadow. <laughs> So Kincaid and Joey confront Kristen and say, like, yo, just leave it alone. You're going to fucking bring Freddy back if you keep doing this shit. And um, I love the glowing Freddy slash in the lockers like I was talking about before. And we see, like, Rick doing karate in his fucking garage with some more awesome 80s music. And uh, we get the impression that Allison, Rick's dad, is like a real piece of shit. And apparently he's an alcoholic. Right, like uh, I guess their their mom died, and he became an alcoholic yeah. after. But he's like a real fucking piece of shit. But I know that changes in the next movie. He's like a supporting like fucking dad. Yeah, they they yeah, it's weird how they just kind of change everything. It's the same girl in the next one, right? That plays Alice. She returns. Oh, it's been so long since I watched it, but I think so. Because they kill off Dan in the next one. Yeah, they just carry off characters, and, and she has off. the baby, right? Five, five is so such like a blur. I got to rewatch it. <laughs> so uh, Kincaid goes to sleep. And oh, by the way, his dog's name is Jason. That's you good. think that's like a little. Oh, knock? for sure. Yeah. Uh, he wakes up and he's in the trunk of a car in the junkyard. And this and this set is the set from the third movie. Yeah, it's the actual set. They like still had it. That's good. Yeah, it's it looks awesome. Um. His his dog pisses fire, and uh, it resurrects Freddy. And the reassembly of his body here is fucking awesome. Yeah, the rever- it was really good. The reverse. reverse, yeah. Oh man, like but, it all coming together. Another lighting, another Hellraiser esque scene. Oh yeah, you can see like the <laughs> they, they, dude. This this was a director. Like this is like this. It just it looks, every, everything about this. Movie. It looks great. Yeah. This, this film <laughs> looks great. Yeah. Like it, the quality of it is is really good. And this is even the VHS. Yeah. Now the actual film quality isn't great. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say it's HD, but uh, just everything in it is is as clean as you're gonna get yeah. <laughs> for 1988 at least. But uh, the Freddy reveal is also great here, uh, where he says um, the famous line: "You shouldn't have buried me." I'm not dead. And 
Freddy chases Kincaid and Kincaid pushes like a whole stack of cars down and it crushes Freddy and he's celebrating like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. Like, yeah. fuck, yeah. Kincaid always does that. He's always like, yeah, He's yeah. overhyped. He yeah, was, always, The man. one thing I will say about Freddy's look in this one, I feel like in all the other ones prior, they kind of make him look more like a burn victim. Yeah. This one, I feel like he looks more like a monster in the sense that like, these are not just burns. This is like him. It's just like, it's all... It's all intentional. It's all it's it's he looks like a monster now instead of a burnt victim. Yeah, I he agree. Looks like he a looks being. different. Yeah. Looks like it's it's but, crazy. Uh, as he's like celebrating, uh all the junked cars start like turning over, like start yeah. turning on, the lights cool. are turning on, the horns are honking. And <laughs> we and they pull back all of a sudden they show that uh Kincaid's on like a junkyard planet. It's a planet-sized junkyard motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Freddy grabs Kincaid, and Kincaid says to him, I'll see you in hell. And Freddy says, Tell him Freddy sent you. What a fucking line, man. And I like when he kills him. The the overhead shot in the bedroom with the dog on the bed. Oh, yeah. And he's like, but you know what? No, it's funny. In this one... Um, the trauma in the dream doesn't um, translate to the real world. Where in all the other ones, like if I, if you got like stabbed like that in the stomach in the real world, they would find you and your stomach would be fucking yeah, covered but in what, blood. That doesn't explain the dog bite though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's weird. That's a little like little thing. So why? Did, yeah, why did she like have the dog bite, but he didn't wake up with like a fucking gutted, yeah, you know, stomach. Look at this shit. See ya. This, another thing this one's really good at is like when you're in the dream world, this one's very good at like you when, when you're you dreaming. You can tell. You, when you're dreaming in real life, you don't, sometimes you, when you're in it, you don't really realize you're dreaming until like you kind of like, oh, I'm fucking dreaming. That kind of, this happens too. Yeah. Where like you well, wake up and you're just in a place. Well, what I find funny is that the way that it's filmed, whenever she is dreaming, you could tell it's a dream. Yeah. Um, when it's daytime in the dream, everything has like a soft glow to it. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. And when it's like a normal thing, like a normal day, it's shot normally. It looks yeah. perfectly normal. And of course the nighttime shots, even the nighttime shots look like part three in this. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, but like you could tell it's a set. It's an obvious set, most of this. We're like way off track now. <laughs> the green lighting, look at that. Yeah, it's cool. They ripped that off for Freddy versus Jason. Um, so now we see Joey in his room, and he's looking at like the swimsuit model uh, thing on the wall. He's it's like a, a poster. It's girl crazy. Joey. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of looks like Johnny Depp in part one. He's got like his headphones on, right? I think that was like homage. You think like, so? It was an homage, yeah. So he falls asleep, obviously, and he sees her in his waterbed. Have you ever laid on a waterbed? Never. Me neither. I really would like to try one. But uh, he he sees her, like, inside the waterbed, but all of a fucking sudden, motherfucking Freddy comes jumping out of this waterbed and grabs him. Dude, how fucking terrifying would that be? Yeah. Even as a like a dream that like you wouldn't die from, that would still be a fucking terrifying ordeal. But uh, he starts, and also like, wouldn't that be weird? Because he he probably had like a boner, and Freddie's like in the water, like rubbing on him. <laughs> like a weird comment. <laughs> but uh, he stabs him eventually, and I like the reality shot where like he's it. There's all the blood in the bed. Yeah. Like inside the thing and his body's in there. It's floating. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. 
But uh, Rick and um, dude, look at this. It just throws her into this like fiery pool of water in the boiler and rips his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Rick and Alice are talking, and this is where we find out that their mom died. But uh, this is like where we also get all that fucking. He's trying to teach her karate and all that shit. The fucking sight. I hate that. Sight. Sight. I could do out the karate. Did that ruin the whole? Look, look at the picture on the wall. They could have figured out something else. Look at that karate. picture, dude. Greetings from hell. <laughs> it's so good. Very self-aware. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh. <laughs> She, oh wait, she kicks her shoe into the fish tank here though. Is that did that make you laugh? Did you did you pop for that? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh why does why does Joey's mom have such a southern accent? I don't know. They're in California. Well, they're supposed to be well, Springwood's in uh Ohio, Illinois. Springwood, Illinois. I guess I, I don't know why she would have a southern accent. Uh, I don't uh. know. Yeah, it's really funny, but she finds his dead body and screams. But uh, we see Kristen smoking outside of the school, like fucking having a nervous breakdown. And Alice comes by and she says, uh, we have matching luggage again. I thought that was pretty oh, yeah. funny. The bags under the eyes. <laughs> but reference. Alice asks if she knows of like the dream master. Like, oh, like if you dream of good places, like you can control where you are. Uh, it's like oh what a coincidence <laughs> um i think she says her mom used to tell her about that it's like oh yeah sure okay but uh Kristen goes into class and kincaid and joey's seats are empty and she fucking freaks out mm. she knew something was wrong um she faints and she goes to the nurse's office or so we think and we have Robert England dressed as the nurse, dressed as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and she turns around. Well, he turns around. And, like, you see this fucking, like, huge thing of blood on her back, his back, Robert England's back. And he turns it to Freddie. And she wakes up from this because in the actual nurse's office, they have, like, the smelling salt, like, underneath her nose. And she wakes up, up in, like, yeah. a panic. But uh, that was that was a pretty good sequence there. They they got me, man. They got me. Prob yeah. probably. I don't know. I feel like I saw this movie when I was like nine years old. Yeah. So they pro I probably would have gotten uh, tricked by that. But Dan goes into Alice's diner and asks for Rick, and he gives her a look here that like oh like kind of a babe, right? He gives her that even though he's got a girlfriend, I think, because she calls him to go to the drive-in, but um. Rick comes in a little bit after this and tells Chris, uh, Kristen that Kincaid and Joey are dead. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's fucking terrible news to get. <laughs> so Dan, Rick, Kristen, and Alice go to the Elm Street house. And apparently this is one of the f like only times you see the house in daylight in the whole series. That makes sense. Yeah, you, don't, you never really see it in daylight. But we get the Freddy Krueger backstory via Rick in this one, and I don't need to say it. Everybody fucking knows Origin it. story. Yep. And uh, he says the whole thing, if he kills you in your dreams, you're dead for real. Which is slightly Ooh. off from the... Isn't it? If you die in your dreams, you die for real. Yeah. Or something like that. But he like alters it, I think, a little bit. I don't really remember. But Alice sees the truck drawing outside. 
which uh, I kind of like that they added that. Like it looks washed away by the yeah. rain. Like there was rain and everything. What's oh, real? Let's fake. And we also get like a killer POV from inside the house. Very Michael Myers ass. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that, man. That's a very Halloween shot. Michael. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Kristen's mom uh, still sucks, right? Yep. I, I totally forgot that this is like a character. Yeah. She was in the first one. I mean, the second, third, third. Third. And she drugs Kristen. Did she yeah. try to drug her in the third one, too? Yes. Right? I think or so. Or she tried to give her pills, maybe? Take your medicine. Wasn't yeah, that a thing? I don't know. But uh, Kristen fucking goes nuts when she realizes that she was drugged. And she's yeah. like, no, mother, you just murdered me. Take that to your goddamn therapy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great reaction. It is good. Um. So we have like a super dramatic Nightmare on Elm Street like synth hit here. Um, building up to her falling asleep and she tries to call Alice, but she falls asleep. So, you know, she's saying in her, in her like half asleep voice, what was it? Uh, dream someplace fun. What? Come on. Dude, Freddie don't give a fuck as you see. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, like, well, just make her a nerd. It's like, this is a really attractive woman. Like, yeah, we'll just put like some big glasses on her and like pull her hair back and make it kind of dirty. Right. <laughs> Learning is fun with Freddy. But uh, <laughs> she's uh, she dreams that she's on a beach with a little girl building a sandcastle. The little the little girl's name is Alice. And um, we see a Freddy glove in the water going like a fin of a shark that eventually goes on land. It goes onto the beach. It makes the sandcastle explode. And then we see um, the coolest Freddy of all the uh, Freddy's of all the Freddy's. Uh, he puts his fucking wayfarers on. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this on more shirts than anything ever. Yeah. Right, this like scene with him, uh, like relaxing on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Kristen's sinking into quicksand, and once she's completely through, she ends up into the Elm Street house, and she's in like the giant basement, and he says, uh, "Elm Street's last brat, farewell." Mm-hmm. So he makes it seem like this is the last, the last, of el- the- but it's, but he just keeps like adding more kids to this list. Finding reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, just retire, man. That's it. You're done. So Freddie has her trapped and she ends up bringing Alice into her dream, but Kristen gets stabbed and then thrown into this giant furnace. That's like filled with water and fire, like fiery water. And yeah. she's like, she's like half melted and she's like, you'll need my powers. <laughs> And like this thing goes into Alice's chest, and now she's a dream master, right? I guess she's a dream master now. I guess that's what it's supposed to be. But uh, I like when she's looking at the pictures on our mirror, and she say, sees the greetings from hell photo, and it's Freddie holding Alice, ah, Freddie holding Kristen, yeah, and it goes on fire, and she like drops it. That's such a fucking thing. Ah, funny thing. I wonder if you could buy that as like a. Look, look on Etsy. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny Like to have a postcard like that. <laughs> um, so Alice wakes up and tells Rick that they have to go to Kristen's house. 
and they run over and they find her body like burning in her bed which is crazy yeah you see like her arm on fire yeah her mother's going crazy so Alice, yeah, Alice is home watching home videos of their friends and a little too quick. Yeah. Rick still doesn't believe anything like oh, the windows up. Yeah. It's like, I felt like a, yeah, yeah. Like we're half, it's like we're outside. That's a big, mm. it's an open window, man. Look at that. So, uh, <laughs> Rick still doesn't believe anything about Freddie and Alice keeps saying like, Oh, I feel so different. Mm. So she keeps absorbing these people's like powers after this point. Um, when they die. So she's basically like a parasite. So the next day at school, Alice is speaking to Sheila and she shows her like this high frequency, like anti bug device that she made for Debbie and Sheila leaves and Alice lights up a cigarette. And she's like, wait a second, I don't smoke. So she's like picking up habits from these other people. Also, um, Sheila and Alice are in class and I guess Alice falls asleep, but she brings Sheila into the dream with her. And Freddie appears after, like, all this weird shit happens to Sheila. Like, a robot arm grabs her face, and there's, like, blood dripping from the pen. Yeah. And Freddie walks up to Sheila and and says, uh, want to suck face? This kill was uh, Yeah, like, crazy sucks, like, kill. the life out of her, like, all the oxygen out of her body and, like, the air and everything. She looks all depleted, like, in the movie Mosquito when the people get, like, sucked dry by the mosquitoes. But in the real world, uh, Sheila's having an asthma attack, and she dies from this. And Alice gets her power, whatever her power was, being smart. Yep. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> So Alice tells Dan, Rick, and Debbie that it was Freddie, and she pulled Sheila into her dream. It was her fault. And Dan goes to Alice's diner, and Dan is at like asking her, like pretty pretty reasonably, say if this was real, why is he after you? And she basically says like Freddie needs to have someone bring her new kids, like new souls. So he needs like a a vehicle somehow. Yeah. Like she's the bridge to, to get him onto another street. I guess <laughs> makes sense. Um, so I guess like at this point he kind of starts to believe her a little bit because like some weird shit's starting to happen. But Rick and Dan talk in the locker room, and one thing I noticed is like this locker room looked like it was like fucking Animal House, man. Yeah, right. Did any did locker rooms ever look like that in your high school? Not certainly not Never. mine. Nope. No, nobody was like fucking smoking cigarettes in their like fucking in, trouble. in a towel. <laughs> nobody even showered. Was, yeah, I don't remember ever using a shower the showers in those bathrooms in high school. Yeah, like in gym class. Like no, no we never showered in class. Gym. So it uh, just so happens that they're talking about Dream Masters in class, and this is Bob Shea, the teacher. This is his little cameo. This is fucking Stephen King cameo. <laughs> and uh, Rick falls asleep in the bathroom while he's on the toilet. Hey, it happens, man. Like you do. And uh, he fights Freddy in a dojo. And he, uh, this is, I hate karate. I hate this, yeah, I hate this part. Fuck that. And uh, well, that's why we'll just kind of skip it. Uh, the, he knocks the glove off his hand and it comes alive and stabs him in the chest yeah. and kills him. So goodbye, Rick. But uh, this Thank is God. kind of a lame way for him to go out, too. A little cheesy, too. Yeah. So, uh, Alice like wakes up screaming from this dream in class and the windows explode in the classroom. It's like a Michael Jackson music video. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Rick's funeral. 
I kind of like this this scene. I like it more. And they kind of do it again in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, don't they? A little bit, Where, yeah. like, the casket, like, opens up, right? I think so. I like the, the husband's in there or something. Oh, yeah. I think it's, like, an homage when they do, like, a thing to, like, other films. Yeah. So uh, they're at his funeral, and he and Rick opens up the casket and sits up, and he gets out. And he comes to talk to Alice, and he says, like, oh, it was all a big joke uh, to fool Freddy. And then he's like, well, gotta go. And he gets back into the coffin, and he <laughs> says, good night. So this was just a, her having, like, a, she's starting to have, like, day, like she's daydreaming dream, yeah. now, right? And now, does that necessarily mean that Freddy is, like, fucking with her by showing her this? Or is it because she, like, absorbed his power and now, like, they could kind of communicate through dreams? Like, she could always come in, like, contact with him now. Maybe that one. Maybe the second one. Like, it's more of, a, it's more of like, a real positive yeah. instead of him, like, fucking with her. Um, I don't know. I just like, I always like that scene for some reason. So Debbie and Dan team up with Alice to try to fight Freddie at this point. And they're going to meet up later. I think Dan says he's going to pick her up at like nine o'clock or something. They're going to head over to Debbie's house and figure it out. And this is when Alice says something to the effect of like, oh, it'll take more than bench presses to, to beat this guy. Yeah, right, man. Come, come at me, bro. Okay. <laughs> um, so Alice is using nunchucks now. So he, she got uh, Rick's karate. karate to awesome 80s music again. And Alice goes to leave the house and her dad's like drunk. And it's like, no, no, no. It's very like reminiscent of part one, yeah. right? Well, a lot of callbacks to the older ones. Though. Yeah, yeah. So um, we see over at the diner that Dan's waiting for her. But he's like, oh, like, where the fuck, you know? And is this where he says, like, oh, of all the places I moved to, I had to move to the fucking Bermuda Triangle. I think he says that, yeah. It was good <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. They were very self-aware in this. Yeah. So Debbie comes home, and she's, like, putting her bike away. I always like seeing, like, what kind of bikes people have in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she turns on some more awesome 80s music, and she's, like, going to start to lift weights. So Alice sneaks out after a while and heads to the diner, but Dan isn't there. And she goes towards the movies, and it, on the movie marquee, it says, uh, The Last Burning Youth and Reefer Madness. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two movies playing. So she goes into the theater, and like, it's really weird that she, It's funny how... Well, it's not really weird, but it's funny how they portray like dreaming so accurately where like you do things without reason like she yeah. thought she was like really in reality but she goes into this movie theater and sits down and starts eating popcorn it's weird right yeah like you do things like out of your control it's really funny how that works um so she sits down for the movie and it's like some silent film and apparently on a lot of the versions, there's no dialogue in this part, mm. like coming from the movie. But in my version, there is like in early VHS versions, they have it. And maybe in some of the, I don't know what else, but uh, I know that it's not in all the releases. But everything starts getting sucked into the movie screen. And I like this, this scene too. This was pretty good for me. Mm. Uh, she looks back once she's like finally in the screen and she sees the movie theater and all the other people in the it theater. Cool, right? It's her friends. 
clapping for all the yeah. dead friends are fucking standing oh, there clapping. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so she's in this like old broken down version of the diner that she works in and someone's behind the counter and it's like a really old version of her. And she said earlier in the movie, I think like that was her biggest fear was, was like being there forever. Yeah. yeah, it was being there forever. So Freddie shows up and a pizza's put in front of him. And this is where we get that whole thing of like him eating the, the meatball with like Rick's face. You know, like the soul pizza. Yeah. He's like, oh, soul food or whatever. And um, uh-huh. Freddie says like, oh, like I want you to give me more souls. And we see Debbie working out in the background. That's a really like well set up yeah. shot also. And he's like, oh, like, well, your shift's over. And he lets her like wake up, I guess. And Alice runs to Dan at the diner and they go to help Debbie. Debbie yeah. And while Debbie's bench pressing, we see Freddie in the reflection of the crazy way. Scene. Yeah. So Alice and Dan arrive at the house and she runs to help. But we just restart. Yeah, the it's a loop. Yeah, it's yeah. A loop. And, yeah. and they're back at the diner. And Freddie appears over Debbie, and Debbie says, like, I don't believe in you. And Freddie says, I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) This movie really, dude, you're turning me, man. I really like this. But also, know what's funny about that? It's like a pop culture reference, because I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger had that whole, like, muscles across the barrier. I believe in you. I think it's, like, supposed to. Oh, really? I think it's supposed to. I could be wrong, but I think it's, like, Arnold across America thing. That's pretty funny. But uh, he pushes down the bar, and it breaks her arms. By, like, through the elbow. Dude, anybody that fucking works out has thought about this. Anybody that does heavy bench pressing has thought about their arms fucking breaking like this. I do this on a daily basis, I always think. (laughs) I'm going to fucking, one day, I'm going to turn into a cockroach at the gym. Uh... So he starts breaking her arm and she begins to turn into a cockroach, a giant fucking roach. And Dan and Alice repeat the sequence of them driving to her house, her getting out and then meeting back at the diner. And they drive back over. Yeah, like when they kind of, wait, they're like, oh, wait, wait a second. Well, he <laughs> figures it out first. Dan figures it out. He repeats what she's going to say. Like, oh, we got to go to Deb's house, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they realize that they're stuck in the loop and that they're both sleeping. Um... Well, what's weird is they say they're both sleeping, right? Yeah. So she never woke up. She just keeps... It's like, an, it's like fucking Inception in this yeah. one. They really go deep. A lot but, of layers. Yeah. So Debbie's now in this giant roach motel, and she like falls over face first into the glue, and her face is being pulled on by this shit, and eventually... Her face falls off, yeah, and what we're left with is a giant cockroach head. Uh, Freddy crushes this box, and it, uh, it it kills her. And Kristen knows right. Kristen, Alice knows right away. Well, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, she did. So now it's just down to Dan and Alice, and uh, she thinks she's she's like driving this truck, and she thinks she's hitting Freddy. But this is also pretty fucking cool. She's still fucking half asleep. She thinks she's hitting Freddy, but she really fucking hits into a tree at full speed. She actually accelerates into the tree. And we see Dan being carted away into an ambulance. He's fucked up. Uh, Yep. And uh, he's got to go into surgery. And she, like, keeps knocking the shit away. Like, no, he can't be put asleep. 
and like the guy's kind of acting like a dick and she's just like no he's allergic and he's like oh you should have just said so to begin with (laughs) so this is where we get like paging dr shay to the or so we get another reference reference to this guy and uh alice steals her dad's car keys and she drives home so dan is about to go under for surgery and she asks them like oh like what time do you think the surgery is going to start so she's going to go home and try to like get ready and fucking go under to protect him so when she gets home alice takes a handful of sleeping pills and puts on all the shit from her friends like the head like headband this was cool yeah like with the music playing like it's it's really like a very 80s action scene right like a kid getting ready to go fight like the fucking bully or whatever so um she after she puts on all the shit too she's like fucking a (laughs) so dan so dan wakes up on the uh, operating table and we have dr freddy dude i love this you ever see the action figure of this uh yeah well it's uh, at some point yeah Yeah, i think it's like a it's like a mezco one or whatever no i don't know who does it actually but it's it's fucking really cool looking but uh he's like oh like will it ain't dr seuss (laughs) So Alice jumps through the mirror into the dream world and she saves Dan before Freddy can Mm -hmm. fucking get him. And they wind up in this old abandoned church and we hear like, we hear like what's going on in the church, but also we hear other voices of like the emergency room in the background. And it sounds like they're saying that like Dan's like he's hemorrhaging, like Dan's dying in real life. And we start to uh, see him like he's like fading out right from this sequence and they had to wake him up, I guess, but he's in stable condition. He's alive. Uh, did you find? Yeah. How cool is that, man? So cool. Who, who makes that? There's Does a couple it... different ones. I, Cause I have, I have those Friday the 13th ones from them. There's also like this one, the fear one. Wow. That's a cool one. There's a bunch. Uh, what's the one, what's the one that was like with the, the first one he showed me. We're looking at the uh, at the Freddy Krueger um, right surgeon outfit figures. <laughs> NECA. NECA. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are cool. I have, like, the Friday the 13th ones of those. But yeah. that one, I always wanted that. 42 that, bucks. And they make a, they make a Super Freddy yeah. of oh, yeah, that. A black one. and white Super Freddy. At, yeah, it's a pretty cool one. Faster than a fucking speeding maniac or whatever the hell he says. So Dan wakes up and he's okay in the operating room. So good for him. Uh, Freddy enters the church for the final showdown. We're so sick. And Alice's karate don't do shit to Freddy. He's like just laughing at her. And she eventually does like damage. Like, but it's, it's really just like a trick of his to like yeah. get her to like put down her guard. So Freddy appears behind her and tosses Alice. But Alice gets up with this piece of, um, she, well, she like takes the bug zapper off her belt and like rips like a piece of wire out of the wall and connects it to the bug zapper and shoots a hole in Freddy. But he just basically like laughs it off and he repairs the hole. He like moves his hand over it and it like just fucking repairs itself. So eventually... Alice picks up like this piece of broken mirror and she remembers the dream master uh, rhyme that her mom used to tell her as a baby or Kristen's mom. No. Yeah. Alice's mom used to tell her as, as a baby. And uh, 
she starts like saying the fucking rhyme and she faces the mirror towards Freddy and he sees his reflection and this somehow causes all the fucking souls in his body to start fucking Grand climbing finale, out. Yeah. yeah, and we see that this is the Linnea Quigley, I think, boob shot here. <laughs> is when she's like rubbing up against the boob thing. Boob shot. Yeah, 1988, this is prime time. <laughs> but these things start like growing out of him and we see like arms coming out and hands coming out. We get like a little baby hand going in his mouth. Yeah. That always made me laugh for some reason. So fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he eventually explodes and all the souls are like floating out through like the church window into like the sky and you hear like goodbye <laughs> like it was so fun this was like super corny like something you'd see from like fucking what was that thing like william the gnome or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> like shit like that like john whatever that where the wife dies <laughs> but um she just fucking says rest in hell Alice is a badass now. She's got all the bad fucking, all the bad traits of all her friends. So uh, we see Dan and Alice, I guess, the next day or a little bit after this. And they're talking and they seem a bit optimistic. Dan's like, oh, I can finally sleep. And she's like, oh, I'm starting to sleep. I can sleep one or two hours a night now. But uh, they have this whole, like, throw a penny into the fountain. and And she's like, he's like, oh, make a wish and throw like a penny in. And she does it, and he's like, oh, what's your wish? And she's like, oh, I can't tell you or else it won't come true. And it like has like this weird like music hit. I don't get that. I don't get this ending. It was a way to kind of tie it up without, like, I, I think it was a way to kind of like, oh. But what's the wish? For him to come back. No, no. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't really get that. But uh, yeah, that's it. The end. And we get uh, the fat boys ready for Freddy over the ending credits here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the end of it's Nightmare the, on Elm Street Part 4. It's the best one. There's nothing, there's no other one that's better because it really, it, the way it kind of interrupts on the dreams and kind of like brings like even stuff like this. Like that's a, it's the best one. Out of five, Anthony, what do you give this? Five. It's the best Nightmare on Elm Street. I give this a five out of five also. I, I think this is quite possibly one of the better like over like slashers. Not like gruesome shit, like not gory shit, but like mainstream, you know. It, it is. Here's what I think. It's the best Nightmare on Elm Street, but in the grand scheme of things, it gets forgotten. Everyone always goes to the first Nightmare on Elm Street when they talk about great horror movies. But this is the best one, but it will always be just number four to people. And the people that are really into horror movies and really follow the series will be like, four is the best. I I, I think you're starting to get me to uh... turn to turn man I, I i really i really dug it this time through i don't get it <laughs> i don't know what happened to me but uh yeah this is uh this is probably one of the better ones to watch if somebody ever asks you so anthony want to do back the, of the box. yeah let's do the back of the box that should be a pull what's on the box <laughs> i could arrange that it's just change what <laughs> What's on the box? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'll like alter, I'll alter the voice and I'll put that. Like, what's just, on you, the box? you just do it. What's what's on the <laughs> on <laughs> the box? Uh, what's on the box? Your fave Psycho Sandman is back. It's that one man sleep disorder, the unspeakably demonic Freddy Krueger returning with a vengeance in a Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. But wait. 
This time around, the fiendish Freddy, Robert England, is up against a powerful new adversary. After beautiful young Kristen sees the remaining Elm Street kids come one by one to Freddy's razor-edged wrath, she embarks on a desperate mission to release the tortured souls of Freddy's victims once and for all. Can this lone dream master defeat the satanic dream stalker? Or will she have to wake up to the fact that no one is ever really ready for Freddy? A special effects filled descent into sheer unrelenting terror. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's a good uh, yeah, that's a good back thing. And you know what? I remember Hope oh, Terror Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. The most popular cinematic maniac since since Darth Vader, Joshua Hammer Newsweek. What a claim. What a what a comparison. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, this one I also remember seeing like posters for this in the video store. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this for some odd reason. But um, I think it's time, Anthony, to... Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Move that bus. Make the wheel. What? (laughs) Uh, Let's see what we're going to watch next week. Terrible hand plays. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Let us... We want to kind of maybe do some requests on here. If you have a request for a movie, let us know. If I have it, I'll, we'll do it. Yeah. If, if I don't have it, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, we'll fucking we'll watch something that you want us to watch. Um, let's see here. Make it Australian. <laughs> Road games. Five, four, three, two, one. Looks like we're doing Starman, everybody. It's <laughs> Anthony. What if? What if? <laughs> Why? Have you ever seen Starman? I've never sat there and watched Starman. No, really? No. All right. So, Anthony, this week, we're going to do Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Okay. Far from the beaten path lies a friendly little inn. Girl, you better come get your quitter before I chop his head off. Where folks come from miles around. Hold on. It's so sad to be Rest, relax, and make new friends. Honey down. I'm Tanya. I'm Bill McWillie. Marvin Crenshaw. This is my cousin, Chrissy. Your relative? Cousin. Are you okay, man, Reverend? Sorry. Crenshaw? Evelyn? <laughs> Tell your little wife I'll have a surprise for her. Where no one ever complains. You mean we got to go down there after? We have to. And get my ass killed by some old crazy white woman? No way, Jose. Where people are dying to get a reservation. Hello? Hello? And any moment might be checkout time. I'm getting out of here. Is this any way to run a motel? Bet your life it is. Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Have you ever seen this? No. Have you ever heard of it? No. Are you ready for it? Yes. It's very it's straight to video bullshit from a time 
a better time in our lives, Anthony, before we paid taxes, <laughs> before we had jobs, before the arthritis hit us. <laughs> yeah, look at this shit. Imagine seeing, like, fucking roach arms coming out of your body. Such a crazy kill. Look at that shit. Look at her. Oh, and your fucking arm just flops it on the ground. so real. Oh, man. John Carl Beekler, man. Well, I don't know if he had anything to do with this scene, Matt, but it's a fucking Look when he throws the it's like fucking... like the fly. <laughs> it is. It is. Dude, this is really good. And like when her face peels off, that's also really good. Yeah. So, uh, Anthony, can you think of anything you would like to plug right now? I uh, know. I'm good. Um, At Ava Cena? Yep. At Chris Adams? Chris Adams, a gentleman, Chris yeah. Adams, dude. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to that Laps Fan podcast so much lately, all about like uh, world class championship wrestling yeah. in like the late '80s and everybody dying, the fucking Von Erichs and oh, all that shit, dude. It's crazy, man. It, yeah. Insane. If you ever want to talk pro wrestling, MMA, or if you need any video work for anything, um, a Pacini on Instagram. Yeah, that's where you can reach out. If you ever want to suggest something, have any questions, comments, concerns, do you want what do you do? You want something from us? Do you want to fucking give us money? Yeah, help us help us pay for our feed, please. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you can find us on Instagram. Really, I run that one. If you want to get uh, any sort of merch, I think we have some shirts, hats up. Uh, you could go to our big cartel is that what it is yeah it's a big cartel um it's yeah. a great kill yeah so. just google that shit i don't even know what the fuck it is. we don't really care if we're doing this because we enjoy it yes we have a good time maybe to get some press passes for things yes <laughs> uh is there anything coming up i don't know no i can't uh. think of anything right now i'm blanking have you uh have you checked your shutter account yet no i but and my amazon account's great like uh, there's so much there yeah all right. Well, next week we are doing Mountaintop Motel Massacre. I highly advise you watch it. It's very good. It's a, it's very entertaining. Anthony, any any parting words? That I can't. I still can't over that cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Oh, yes.
Movies are thrill, but on the bike I ride. 